back to Kyle's internal monologue. In this episode, I'm going to be covering the uh, Babylon 5 Season 2 episode, The Long Dark, written by Scott Frost, who uh, has previously, during this time frame, was working on Twin Peaks. Uh, and that kind of explains the sort of odd um, tonal shift in this episode. It's a bit more horror-y than we've ever had. It's, it's far more of a trying to go anyway for a horror episode. Here's the problem. I'm not a horror guy. I'm I can't watch horror films. I can't read horror books. I can read some horror comics, but that's about it. Like I get scared way too easily. I was not scared at all with anything going on in this episode. And I matter of fact, I think the horror element of this episode is quite weak to be honest. Um and it's not interesting. I think this episode could be really good. It could be. It's not. Um, I think at best it's mediocre. It depends what you like. I do not enjoy this episode at all, really. I, I'm bored with it constantly. In my first watch through the series, I thought this was one of the worst episodes. Um, it's easily in my top 10 worst episodes of B5 if I ever made that list. Um, I do not enjoy it. It's not fun to watch. And you ever notice that the episodes not written by JMS tend to be the worst? Granted, he does write some clunkers here and there, but it's just something I've noticed, especially because Scott Frost, I did some researching on this because it just felt so odd compared to the rest of B5, and especially the guests, uh, the guest writers, they tend to be pretty on the mark with the tone and, and the feel. Um, this episode just felt off, even from the teaser. Like, the teaser was, quite frankly, awful. Um, Dwight Schultz is an amazing actor. I don't think he does crazy all that well, and it just didn't provoke any emotion in me whatsoever. I was just kind of ambivalent through it. It was a bad teaser. Um, and, and, you know, I've seen some really bad teasers in my life, you know, cold opens, and I just didn't feel a damn thing with this one. Um, so... Um, the, the thing is, is I did some researching to see why it just felt so off. Scott Frost was given this writing assignment to write this episode by JMS himself, uh, as because there was no writer's room for Babylon 5. There never was. Uh, simply, JMS was the showrunner. He wrote most episodes himself. And any, uh, in any episodes he didn't write, he would give people assignments. Uh, it was more of they came to him rather than a simply a room to pad out a season or whatever. Uh, and he approached writers he liked, so his friends, people he respected. He liked Scott Frost's work, so he approached him to do an episode. Scott Frost is not a fan of the series, never seen an episode. And you can tell, it just feels off from get-go, from moment one. It's not, it's not all that interesting. Uh, like I said, this is easily one of my least favorite and worst episodes of this series, that's not to say it's bad. It's not badly constructed. It has good ideas. I just don't enjoy it. Once again, art is subjective in all things. And this is just my opinion and my analysis of the episodes. And hopefully I make it interesting. I don't know if I'm bringing anything interesting to the table or anything new to the table. But, yeah, I, uh, you know, I just don't care for this episode at all. It's not interesting. I mean, TKO, I, I, I mentioned this before, I think in the previous episode where I was just meh on it. TKO and stuff like that, 
a bad episode, I can talk about why it's bad, why I don't enjoy it. You know, objectively, TKO was a bad episode. This episode, some people like it, which is fine. It's fair game. I don't. So that's just my opinion going into this. So just have that, bear that in mind as I'm talking about it. So we find out about this uh, soldier of darkness, which it's not a spoiler to say we'll never talk about them again. Uh, they're these dark servants, these uh, secret servants, these soldiers uh, for these you know mysterious aliens that are building out on the rim near this planet called Zaha Doom. Uh, I won't. We haven't named them yet, so I won't say their name. Um, now, the the thing is, is that the soldiers of darkness are a really interesting concept, uh, and we never do anything with them again. We know that it, it will. We know that they, as it's stated in this episode, that uh, that these mysterious aliens, Mister Morden's associates, didn't uh, didn't fight everything themselves. They tended to work through other. Uh, you know other people through proxies so obviously they've got a lot of people working for them and uh, so it's not really a spoiler when i say that we'll see more of more of their servants later on and some of them will become vitally important to future plot threads um and the way it's used to analyze you know amos's story of ptsd and trying to move on from the past and not letting the past haunt you Interesting enough, I think Dwight Schultz puts in a fantastic performance, and I think the character moments between him and Garibaldi are some of the best. Uh, some of the best scenes in the. It's probably one of the, if not the best, scenes of the episode. Just fantastic all the way around. I think what holds this episode up above others is the. Um, is the acting Dwight Schultz and Jerry Doyle put in great performances and any horror of this episode comes through them I felt more uh frightened over this soldier of darkness when Amos was describing his first encounter with the soldier of darkness during the Earthman Barney war and it feeding on him and the, the the horror that came from that was far more frightening than anything shown in this episode i mean when we have the cheesy cutaway of the guy going oh no 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 at the camera that's just it's it's cliched it's bad it's not well done a good director may have been able to do something with it we didn't uh it's just not good at all um, arguably one of the most mundane, but honestly better done sides of the episode comes from the entire, um, the pl plot line of the Copernicus. So there's this, there's this, uh, vessel, uh, deep space exploration vessel that, uh, was adrift for mi many hundreds of years. It was from over a hundred years ago before humans had discovered FTL, uh, and before humans had, uh, discovered new aliens. They thought they were alone in the universe. And so these two, these two people put themselves in cryostasis and went out in the space, hoping to find some new stuff in the, their, and because of the soldier of darkness, they think it will come correctly. And it, it, it's very mundane. You've seen this plot a good thousand times. If you're a big sci-fi buff like me, it's everything you would expect it to be. Now, I think the interesting bits 
come from when she first from when uh, Maria first wakes up in Med Bay, and she's tr- starting to get acclimated and is trying to understand how long she's been out. And Franklin tries to, you know, ease her into it. And then once he tells her the truth, she freaks out and she can't cry. And that is horrifying to think about. The ability that you, because you've been cryostasis for so long, your tear ducts aren't working properly yet. And you literally physically cannot produce tears. That feels so odd and strange and unnatural. And it would be scary and horrifying. It it literally sends chills down me just thinking about it. Once again, this uh, Scott Frost wrote some really good psychological stuff in other shows. He's got the chops. He just doesn't pull it out here. And I think it's because of his unfamiliarity with the show and probably the ineptitude of the, 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 the incompatibility of this show with a more traditional psychological horror. Um, the stuff with Herm Franklin, very typical. And once again, we have another uh, one-episode romance for Franklin. Believe it or not, this is actually going to become part of his character arc, so at least JMS addresses it. But once again, we have a very dull, standard romance with Franklin. Nothing interesting comes from it. Um, So, yeah, The Long Dark, it's an alright episode, I guess. Like, there's... On a technical level, there is nothing fundamentally wrong with it. It's my personal taste, along with the oddity of how the script works within the B5 universe. Um, why are the soldiers of darkness in the Book of Jaquan? Um, and then we never see them again, so maybe there's like only a handful of them, or this was the last one. Who knows? Um, so yeah... That's that's the long dark. I didn't have anything to really say about it. My notes were so bare on this. It is not a great episode, in my personal opinion. Um, I, I I think the uh, the theme of not letting time not letting time pass and and pass you by and uh, letting and learning to not let the past haunt you or feed on you as it as stated because the soldier of darkness uh, they, they he makes the, the the symbolism a bit on the nose when he's like this you know the soldier of darkness is a is looks like the past and it feeds on you and blah 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 it's a bit on the nose but I think it's a good idea for a theme and I think it could have been executed much better. Uh, but anyway, I'll see you next week for Spider in the Web, uh, which is a Talia-focused episode. See you then. Bye. Bye.